Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hello and welcome to the Newsmax Daily for Friday, November 17th, 2023. Happy Friday, the third of four this month and National Take a Hike Day, which I guess can be interpreted in two different ways, right? But Take a Hike Day encourages Americans to get out of the house, explore the great outdoors, get some fresh air, some exercise, and explore the beauty of nature. Something you may want to do tomorrow or Sunday because, you know, you're probably working today. Tomorrow, by the way, is National Mickey Mouse Day. Living in Orlando, Florida, I'm expecting my governor to deliver some remarks for the big occasion. And if you don't know exactly what I mean, then you haven't been paying attention. And according to travel experts and airport officials, the Thanksgiving Day holiday rush officially begins tomorrow as well. And then, of course, it will ramp up, obviously, through all of next week. If you're traveling this weekend or next week especially, good luck with that. President Biden and the First Lady will travel back to the East Coast tonight after spending another day at the Apex Summit there in San Francisco. Biden hosting the leaders' retreat today and will have bilateral meetings with the President of Mexico. I'm sure he will talk a lot about fentanyl with Mexico, as he did uh, with the President of China. And hopefully, hopefully, He had a good night's sleep. I'm talking about President Biden, and I'm not joking. Did you see some of the video of him yesterday? Wow. So today it looked like Joe Biden beamed down from a spaceship somewhere, and he had never been on the planet Earth before. Seemed to be totally and completely lost. Seriously. It's like he's never been to such a meeting before. He's going to look at the guy next to him like, what's happening? Can you tell me what's happening? Hello? What do I do now? The President of the United States. There you go. There you go. Thankfully. Yeah. All right. Now, I think he I thought he was going to go to the restroom, but he's going to say something. And sorry to keep you waiting. Yeah. Why were you keeping us waiting? (laughs) Sorry. We expect more. We deserve more from a president of the United States. It's kind of sad. We are so much better than this. Wow. Jill. Tony, the rest of them, you got to get this guy to resign. I could, Kamala, I mean, well, then again, there's Kamala. Hmm. We are screwed. I'll be right back. That's Greg Kelly, host of Greg Kelly Reports, who also covered President Biden not being charged for his mishandling of government documents. You remember all the documents that was discovered in his possession, the classified documents from when he wasn't the president, as opposed to President Trump's possession of classified documents as the president? Most people have no clue when it comes to classified materials, right? It sounds very impressive. That stamp, secret, it looks very impressive. They're counting on us not knowing and kind of having a romantic kind of awe about classified material. Who remembers Top Gun? Excuse me, Lieutenant. Is there something wrong? Yes, ma'am, the data on the MiG is inaccurate. How's that, Lieutenant? We 
happened to see a MiG-28 do a 4G negative dive. Where did you see this? That's classified. It's what? It's classified. I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. Ooh, it's a great line. It charmed Kelly McGillis, and it can fool the American people. But this classified thing is a great big hoax. It's a game that they admit they play. You know, Strzok, remember Peter Strzok from the FBI and Page, the two who schemed to try to block President Trump's election back in 2016? Here's Peter Strzok, the disgraced ex-FBI agent on television. Look at what's behind him. A bunch of secret documents decorating the house. Yep, those are secret cover sheets decorating, you know, and he's just an FBI agent. What the heck is going on here? They're careless. It's not a big deal, but the president himself has special access and can, quite frankly, do almost anything he wants with these documents. Check out George W. Bush. This goes all the way back to 2006. President Bush authorized an aide to disclose classified intelligence on Iraqi weapons. Yep, he did that. Next, it came as no shock to official Washington. Why? When they found out he leaked classified stuff, why was it no shock? The leaking of secrets has long been a favored tool of policy debate, political combat, and diplomatic one-upmanship. Now, regular people don't know anything about diplomatic one-upmanship, right? So they're counting on us being ignorant, (laughs) and they're going to just ram this thing through. Donald Trump has a court date. This documents case is good. The trial starts May 20th of next year. Now, here's something that nobody points out. You only get it on this show. The documents, well, (laughs) they arrived at Mar-a-Lago when he was president. He had every right to them. Greg Kelly, host of Greg Kelly Reports, weeknights at 9 o'clock Eastern, and like he said, where you will get in-depth analysis that you won't get anywhere else. So as for now, President Biden may be off the hook on the documents case, but things are moving along rapidly now in the potentially much more serious Biden bribery investigation. We get more from Wake Up America and Congressman James Comer, chair of the House Oversight Committee. The big question So you've subpoenaed James Biden, Hunter Biden. Good job, Congressman. We talked a lot about that, uh, I think, since the summer. Um, James Biden's wife, Sarah. Hunter Biden's wife. um, Haley Biden, that's Beau Biden's widow, and her sister, both of whom Hunter had relationships with. When is the earliest that you get Hunter Biden on Capitol Hill under oath? Well, I hope we said by December the 4th, and we expect to have him here on Capitol Hill, December the 4th or earlier. Now, we haven't heard from his attorney, but obviously uh, we know they received the subpoena because what do they do? Just days later, they subpoena Donald Trump. You know, I mean, they're always going to try to blame it on Trump somehow, the money they've taken from China and Romania. But at the end of the day, uh, we're ready to bring Hunter Biden in because we have the bank records and we can connect the dots and we can ask Hunter Biden, Jim Biden and the entire Biden family that's been receiving wires from our enemies around the world, we can ask them specific specific questions about specific transactions. We have no idea what the Biden family did to receive all this money. And I think the American people deserve to know 
what the first family has done with our enemies around the world to receive tens of millions of dollars. Rob Finnerty, host of Wake Up America, and Congressman James Comer, chair of the House Oversight Committee, investigating the Bidens. Much of the news and discussion was, of course, dominated by President Biden's meeting at the big summit with Chinese President Xi Jinping. This is Greta Van Susteren with Washington Times national security correspondent Bill Gertz. I'm just happy to, that people are talking, that, you know, the president is talking to President Xi. I mean, these summits don't always, these summits rarely change the world. Well, I think it was a, it was a pretty big propaganda victory for Xi Jinping. First of all, it wasn't a summit between two national leaders. It was a sideline meeting at the APEC summit, which, again, supports China's view that they don't have to come to the United States to meet with the, the United States leader. Um, not a lot of deliverables at the at the meeting. Maybe we'll see about military communications being restored. I think the, the main message for Xi Jinping was revealed at the dinner for business leaders after the meeting, in which he said uh, relations need to be based on mutual respect, which he defined clearly as the U.S. accepting the Marxist-Leninist system in China. So this was more about ideology and, of course, trying to defend uh, Xi and getting better uh, economics at home. Well, you know, it's so horrifying, at least, I I mean, there's so many things horrifying about China. But what's horrifying is that they are uh, sending all those precursor drugs to fentanyl, which is going to go into Mexico, getting repackaged by the cartels and killing 75, 80,000 Americans every year in this country. And that, you know, that's got to stop. And I, 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 mean, I don't think a summit like is going to stop that. I mean, I don't, any promise that she makes is not going to stop those precursor drugs. I mean, they're making a fortune on it and they're poisoning us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, during the Trump administration, the administration leaned on the Chinese to stop sending direct shipments of fentanyl. It was coming through the mail because it's so powerful. You could do it in small packages. And although the Chinese government denied it had any role in it, what do you guess? It stopped coming through the mail. Instead, it went. These precursors started going to the Mexican cartels and then they're shipping it in through the porous southern border. That's Bill Gertz, national security correspondent for The Washington Times, on the record with Greta Van Susteren. So little by little, you have seen the tide among Democrats now starting to change on Joe Biden, right? Last week, West Virginia Democrat Joe Manchin resigning from the Senate, and there's all this talk about him possibly running for president. And comments from Barack Obama's former advisor, David Axelrod, getting a lot of attention. I raised concerns that many, many Democrats had. And again, you know, my feeling is either get out or get going. Get out or get going. And he said the concerns that many, many Democrats have. Did you catch that in the very beginning? He said, I'm raising concerns that many, many Democrats have. And yesterday, another Democrat stepped up and said President Biden has to go. House Representative Dean Phillips of Minnesota announced that he's launching a Democrat primary challenge against the president. Not going to run as an independent, not a Green Party candidate, but as a Democrat for the Democratic ticket. Somebody that can actually win. 
Phillips, an advocate of cannabis, has suggested that President Biden smoke weed and has been a critic of Bidenomics. So this could be interesting. And New York Democrat Brian Higgins said he plans to resign from Congress in February after 19 years on the job, citing the growing dysfunction in Washington as the main reason. Higgins represents the city of Buffalo and western New York. And then in New York, New York, Republican George Santos announcing that he will not seek re-election to the House next year following the Ethics Committee's release of a long-awaited report yesterday. It concludes that there is substantial evidence that the New York congressman used campaign funds for personal purposes. Santos made the announcement about not running again for re-election, but called the investigation a biased report. And look, I get that Republicans want to hold on to the seat, especially in the blue city of New York. But honestly, and you might not like it, but I don't know if Santos would get reelected if he ran again anyway. This is just one of the several George Santos controversies. And you don't have to send me any tweets. I don't make up the news. I just deliver the news. The facts are the facts. And what about the violence on Wednesday night that had members of Congress evacuated from the Capitol and had the Capitol on lockdown? You're not hearing a whole lot about that. Let's go to Eric Bowling on the balance. Members of Congress were locked down in the Capitol before being evacuated after pro-Hamas rioters demanding a ceasefire in the war between Israel and Hamas clashed with Capitol Hill police. Among those trapped was Florida Congresswoman Anna Paulina Luna, who said she was with their husband and her newborn baby. She joins us now to tell us about the tragic and terrifying experience. Congresswoman, tell, tell us in your words what, what, what went down. Yeah, so we are actually coming back from a Diwali event on the Senate side, and I was actually with also two of my very young staffers. And so went back to our office to grab some things because we basically had index earlier that day to go to recess for the holiday break. And ultimately, as soon as we got to our office, basically, we could not leave. The Capitol locked down because of what was happening over at the DNC. And what's crazy, Eric, is that, you know, come to find out that this was actually orchestrated by the same group and organization that was behind those massive and very violent protests in Portland, Oregon, the Democrat Socialists of America. They were tweeting accepting responsibility for it. Um, also to note that many members of Congress that couldn't get out that night there are a ton of members that actually sleep in their offices. So obviously a massive security concern. But, you know, when you're there and obviously I have my child with me, I had my young staffers, you know, it's nerve wracking. But even more so, it was interesting to see that there's actually Democrat staffers and people that were over at the DNC that were scared to even walk on the streets by themselves while this was going down. So these people were not friendly. They were not there doing a peaceful protest. And oh, the irony, the people that are there protesting for peace and gods are using violence to get their message across. Amazing. Florida Representative Anna Paulina Luna on the balance with Eric Bowling. So this was a very violent protest, right? Out of 150, 175 people or so, one. One arrest was made, and the group has been identified as a Democrat-backed group. So the obvious question is what, if anything, is going to happen next, right? calls to mind after January 6th, everyone's, oh, you know, this this uh, January 6th thing, right, was a threat to democracy. It was an insurrection. It's a upending of American democracy after 245 years. 
Meanwhile, I'm watching some of these, these videos. It looks very violent. It certainly looks more violent than anything we saw yesterday in D.C. during the 290,000, almost 300,000 people peacefully protesting. That's anything but peaceful. Have you heard word of anything going to go down for these protesters? I don't know. I just saw a statement was issued by the speaker in regards to what had happened. But I also heard, Eric, so you see some of that footage. I can tell you that earlier, before we even got back to the Capitol, um, we could actually see things heating up and only one person got arrested. Meanwhile, multiple police officers were assaulted. I mean, they were pepper sprayed. And I really have to hand it to Capitol Police because in this instant, I mean, I was talking to some of the officers. Some of the officers were really concerned as well. And so you just see the double standard that exists. You know, you have people being a member of House Oversight. I went to the Washington, D.C. jail where they were keeping people that were at January 6th. And there is absolutely double a double standard here. But what's even more frustrating, Eric, is we have members of Congress that are a part very proudly. Uh, they say that they're part of the Democrat Socialists of America. That organization is what or helped to organize this protest. I actually posted that on my Twitter. And what's very, very interesting is they've not said one thing about this. Florida Congresswoman Anna Polina Luna with Eric Bowling. Interesting, yes, that the Democrats haven't said anything. But is it surprising? The group is called the Democrat Socialists of America. Members of Congress proudly belong to the group, according to her, and the group is apparently pro-Hamas. And let's give money to Iran. There's not a day, a day now that goes by that I don't speak with someone who says the country is just a complete mess. I mean, people shaking their heads, scratching their heads. What in the world is going on? Now there are even Democrats saying it. And what about the hostages, right? While all this is going on, what about all the American hostages? While the president is doing all this hobnobbing, there's an untold number of Americans being held hostage by Hamas. Secretary Blinken. All I can tell you is we're focused on this intensely. And um, look, I'm hopeful that we can bring people home. Israel is demanding the release of 80 women and children. According to ABC News and CNN, Hamas is reportedly considering a number less than 50. That would be to be released. And be sure you keep up with all the news this weekend on Newsmax. It's available on AT&T, Comcast, Spectrum, Cox uh, Cable, Xfinity, Verizon, and many other cable providers. Wake Up America Weekend Edition tomorrow and Sunday at 7 a.m. Eastern. Saturday Agenda, Sunday Agenda, America Right Now with Tom Basili and much more. And be sure you get signed up for your free trial of the all-new Newsmax Plus. Go to NewsmaxPlus.com, NewsmaxPlus.com. It includes all your favorite Newsmax shows, Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling, Greg Kelly, Greta, Carl Higby, analysis from people like Mike Huckabee, Judge Napolitano, Carrie Lake, Alan Dershowitz, and many others. Thank you for listening to the Newsmax Daily. As always, continue to share it with your friends and family. I appreciate that. I also appreciate your time. I'm Tony Marino. Enjoy the weekend. Be safe and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.